Welcome to My Two Cents with Keith Beggs from Steadfast Wealth Strategies. In this podcast, we show high-level executives and business owners why comprehensive financial planning and executive bonus structures don't have to be too good to be true. Keith draws on his experience in realistic financial planning, and expert guests share his two cents about academically-based financial planning that you have to hear to believe. Now, on to the show. Hey, everyone. This is Keith Beggs, founder and CEO of Steadfast Wealth Strategies and the host of the My Two Cents podcast. Uh, today, we are wrapping up our five-part series on business owners, or excuse me, four business owners, and are extremely pleased to have Sarah Jones uh, from Sarah Jones CPA LLC with us. Sarah has been um, in, the, in the CPA or tax business for over 15 years. She has three master's degrees and a CPA in the state of Texas. She is EA licensed in all 50 states by the IRS and is a certified tax planner. Sarah is passionate about tax planning and seeing her clients achieve their goals through smart systems. Her team offers full-scale bookkeeping, outsourced CFO services, does tax preparation for businesses and individuals, and their main focus is advanced tax planning. Sarah is not only a good friend, but she is also my tax planner. So uh, I have firsthand experience about everything that we're going to talk about today. So Sarah, thanks for jumping on with us. Absolutely. How are you, Keith? I am doing well. I know we are uh, recording this right after tax season. So I know it's been a, a busy time. And I know that's kind of when we got engaged uh, last year was kind of right after tax season. And I started realizing how much money I was paying in taxes and that there had to be a better solution. And I am sure there are a number of business owners right now who just stroked some very large checks who are thinking the same thing. There has to be a better solution to this. Absolutely. So one thing that I have known where I've seen when we're talking to business owners is too often tax taxes are done in arrears, right? We're always doing taxes as a look back. So we're into 2022 right now. Everyone is finishing up their 21... 2021 taxes. And I think that happens too much for people in retirement. And then really for business owners specifically, we don't do enough forecasting. We're planning for the future to save on our taxes. We're always looking back and trying to just figure out what we could have saved for last year. Is that kind of what you're finding when you're dealing with people? It is. And I really think if you do that mind switch and really look at a good CPA as a partner in your business in your financial world to help you forecast that out and be proactive. I, I mean, I, I can't tell you how much of a difference that makes for sure. Right. And, and I know taxes have a negative connotation, right? So people just try to get it paid and then forget about it for nine months. But what Sarah's saying, and I'm, I'm a true believer as firsthand experience is if you change your mindset and you, and you take this on as a piece of your business and planning, it could change your revenue um, and your bottom line tremendously. So Sarah, let's talk about some common mistakes business owners make. You had given me a couple of them here to, to, to talk about. The first one you said is not having clean books. So what does that mean? So first of all, let me say bookkeeping is in no way, shape or form glamorous or sexy or something that people want to do or spend money on. But I can't tell you how many times we've gotten a client and gotten access to their QuickBooks or however they track that and gone back and looked and seen how much was not only incorrect, but a lot of times it's mistakes that are to their disadvantage that needed to be cleaned up and reconciled. And it would have made a huge difference on their tax. So sometimes you can go back and, and correct those changes. Sometimes, you know, the statute of limitation is gone. So there's really nothing you can do. So 
I can't tell you the value of having somebody do your books on a regular basis. One, you can get some clarity on your books um, or on your numbers and actually see what your profit and loss is every month. But you have confidence to know that your all of your accounts and bank statements and credit cards, your loans, all of that stuff is reconciled. So you know that the information that's being put on your tax return is actually correct. And are you seeing most small businesses take that on internally or are you seeing most of them outsource that? So I've seen both. There's a lot of our clients that will do it in-house. Maybe they have an admin or sometimes like their spouse will do it and they do a pretty decent job. But I, I have seen it. There is a side of our industry where a lot of, even if you go to a bookkeeping firm where they outsource the actual work to somebody else or sometimes overseas, you just want to really make sure that who you're using is qualified and that you're actually having a meeting with them. You're going through those numbers so you can understand them. I've seen it. I've seen it both ways. Okay. Well, great. Yeah, I know we've chosen to outsource it on our end, and I because I was way behind. It's it's a lot of data input, right? It's a lot of data input, and for most business owners, it's it can be seen as a waste of time. But when it comes to doing proper tax planning, it's it's hard to know where to go if you don't have the correct numbers in front of you. Absolutely, completely agree. So the the second one is one that I, I was a, a victim of, which was seeing a CPA as an expense. Right, I was trying to find the, the cheapest CPA just to kind of get the taxes done to move past it, and you know through our time together and what we put to put in place for my family and my company, I think you're right here, and that it's really an incredible ROI if you find the right CPA and and you put in the effort. So talk about that a little bit for me. So I, I agree. I would say that most of the time, like if you're a business owner, everybody completely understands marketing expense, for example. It's a complete, if I throw X dollars at marketing, what's my return? They're, they're, they're very quick and understand that. Typically, I would, I would feel that especially business owners come to me way too late because when they come to me, they're already overpaying in taxes. They, they have really messy books. They have no organization. They have no financial plan. So I always challenge my clients and anybody in general to see a good CPA as an investment. So yes, it's an expense. Yes, you it's something that's going to increase your expenses on your books, but a good tax planner and a good CPA will save you money and will just put you in a better stance for long-term success. Absolutely, for sure, believe that. And so when when someone, let's say someone reaches out to you, right? And then you're going to do an analysis on them. What is that process like for somebody? What is that undertaking like? So when a a new potential client comes to us, and and any good CPA will do this. This isn't something just that we do, but um, they will. Typically, I will set them up in our portal that's secure, and they upload their... I always like to look at your prior year tax returns, or for people that just did their 2021s, I like to see those. And we just do a free analysis. I like to see how you're set up, what you have going on, what your family dynamics, kind of the whole picture and then kind of give you my recommendations that, hey, if we did, this is kind of what it would have mean or would have meant, you know, if you would have been set up like this last year to kind of give you a real, you know, tangible basis of what tax planning could do for you. And then we kind of talk through that of what that process looks, the benefits, you know, some of the risks or some of the disadvantages and how it might change their operations and kind of talk through that. And then, you know, we proceed from there, but we always do something complimentary at first. Excellent. And you know, I think what what you mentioned there is how they're set up. And I talked a lot about this with Nick last week and the proper setup. And we talked both as a a little bit on the tax side, but also on the liability side, right? You know, from his perspective of protecting people. And I, I think it's 
important on the tax side, and he mentioned this as well, is most people don't have their entities set up correctly to maximize their tax savings. Not not because they don't want to do it. But most of them don't have any idea of you know what's out there and what's available when start using trust and different LLCs and you know and how that could save them so much. And so is that part of what you're talking about when you're talking about the complimentary? Analysis. And um, Nick Dupree, the attorney that you mentioned, he is fabulous. And I work with him quite frequently. Anytime I have a client that needs that legal component of the tax side, we always um, use him. He's in, an incredible wealth of knowledge. But I agree. So what I see a lot is, and I don't mean to laugh, but I have clients all the time, like send me a snip from like a tax tip that they saw on Instagram or like their buddy on Facebook. And I always tell them, please don't get your tax stuff from there. But I kind of of find that they'll see a buddy has done X and they set up this entity. So they will take that and go set it up themselves and not understand what it is. And it's typically done completely incorrectly. So yes, it's, there's a lot of value. One of the most basic things um, that I see a lot of taxpayers do is they're the way that their entity are set up. Maybe they do have liability protection, but they're still paying self-employment tax the way that it's set up. That is a huge gross, messy tax that could completely be avoided with proper, and they just don't know. So yes, absolutely. Entity structure is huge, um, especially as you grow. And I've, I've found that a lot of business owners or entrepreneurs maybe start with one business, but they, you know, as things get good and they have the cash flow, they take some of that and they'll start another venture or they they dive into different, you know, streams of income. And that gets more complex and you really want to make sure Absolutely, from the liability standpoint, that that's set up correct, but also that it funnels correctly and it's clean and it's tax advantageous as you as you grow. Yeah, I, I know the first time I saw the self employment tax, it was a very uh, <laughs> rude awakening, and there was a couple phone calls, and I was like, "What is this number? <laughs> Why is it on here?" And it was incredible. And so, yeah, the first thing I did was, right, "How do I get rid of this?" And, and, and what are the other options? But when it comes to entity setups, a, a lot of times you end up using different trusts or LLCs for cash flow purposes, right? And then by doing that, you give yourself more flexibility. And depending on the business that you're in, you know, there might be some liability things there as well, depending on if you have tangible assets or not. But getting that entity set up and understanding that was a huge breakthrough for myself. And it, it wasn't something that came um, immediately for me, right? We talked a few times about it, but understanding, okay, here's what you're doing. Here's, here's how we set up the correct entities. You can have a major impact on your bottom line, both in liability and then actual hard-earned dollars back to you. It, it was a tremendous breakthrough. It, 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 really, it really opened my eyes to, wow, okay, there's so much out there that we could be doing to save money. And as you mentioned, it could become a huge ROI, almost like another revenue stream, really, if you think about it. Um, once you get it set up, you can count on these tremendous tax savings to then reinvest in other entities or reinvest back in your business and start really increasing your bottom line across the board. So you mentioned number four here, not understanding how, how taxes work or how distributions work. Give me some insight on what you mean there. Well, I would, I would say what I commonly find is there's so many different ways you can be set up. So just to give an example, you can be a single member owner, a sole proprietor, a single member LLC. You can be involved in a partnership where two people come together and that's a multi-member LLC. That reverts um, in the IRS's eyes, that's a partnership. You could be a C corporation. You could be an S corporation. And I've found that even some business owners are like, well, I don't even know what I am. So just to give you a high level, because sometimes, uh, you know, a client will hear a tip or somebody has done something 
and it doesn't apply to them and it's not accurate based on their entity setup. So to give you an example, if you're an S corporation, you're required to pay yourself W-2. You have to give yourself a reasonable salary. But if you are a single member LLC or a sole proprietor, or if you're a partner in a partnership, you are not allowed to give yourself a W-2 salary. You have to only take an owner distribution. To further complicate it in a C corporation, there are not owner distributions. Those are dividends and those are taxed completely different. So I feel like just having a basic knowledge of what you're set up and really more importantly than that, find out how you're set up and then find out why your CPA or tax preparer did that and make sure you understand the, 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 the do's and the don'ts of how you're set up to make sure you're making sure that you're staying compliant. And then if you can't get an answer to that, maybe look at, is this the best structure for me? Does this actually make sense? And sometimes there are tax implications of changing from one to the other, but you really need to reach out and have somebody help you through that. But I mean, I, I had somebody um, that thought they were an S corporation. They were actually a C corporation and there were some really uh, major tax ramifications there. And it's I'd, the more information that you have and the more empowered you are by your finances, the better off you'll be. I'll say that. And, and do you find that a lot of companies are initially set up one way, but then as they grow, right, they can go back and change from an S Corp or an LLC to an S Corp or something, things like that. And then, so they may have been set up as an LLC to start, right? They were really, really small, but as they've grown, they've never changed that. And they could be huge tax advantages to making some changes there that just have to file some paperwork. You have to rebrand your whole company to do that, correct? Absolutely. So what we, what I see a lot is that, you know, you'll have a, you know, partnership or a lot of times it's a single member LLC. So when we go, just for example, like if you wanted to do the S corp election, because and you do that to avoid that self-employment tax, you, your LLC and the legal entity stays the same. We go to the IRS and we file a paper that says for tax purposes, we'd like to be taxed as an S corporation. But along with that, you are then required to pay yourself a reasonable salary and become an employee of your S corporation. So just making sure that you understand, I really think that there would be absolutely no person on the planet that would not benefit from a free tax look. Just to say, hey, this is how I'm set up. This is what I have going on. Because what I would love is that they, I say, oh man, you're, you're great. Do I usually find that? No. <laughs> so I, I mean, it's, I think that everybody would benefit from that. Yeah. I think you'll find most people end up trying to stuff as much money as they can into a SEP at the end of the year uh, to do a traditional IRA contribution, maybe pass on a little bit to their kids, however they can do that. Right. But they're doing all this stuff in arrears and they're, they're making some, some trims around the edges, right? But they're not really doing full tax planning. They're not really solving the problem. They're just trying to minimize the problem as much as they can for that year. Is that, I mean, is that kind of what you feel? Do you see that a lot? It is. And I, I feel like, so tax is one of those things, you know, they always say there's, there's two certainties in death or two certainties in life. There's death and taxes. And I always say to that, you just need to make sure you know Jesus and that you have a good CPA. Because <laughs> if you know that tax is a part of life, it, it, it is what it is. And you need somebody that will help keep you above board. You need to follow the rules and do things that are accurate and that are allowed. But you do need somebody to help you use tax code validly to save as much as you can. Right. We're not trying to dis to get around tax code, what we're trying to do is use the tax code to our best advantage. We want to pay 
exactly what we owe in taxes based on our setup. We're, I'm, I'm okay paying exactly what I owe based on the tax code, but I don't want to be overpaying the government. I feel like I, with that additional money, I can either help out a charity, my business, my family, or someone else and provide more value than giving additional money to the government here. So we're not talking about cutting corners. What we're talking about is the tax code is large and complex. And as your business grows and as your income grows, where, where your, your company's revenue grows, there are some key factors in the tax code that if you take advantage could have a lasting impact for you, your employees, your, your kids, your grandkids. And too often, I, I see it on my end. And that's what you know, we've sent a lot of people to your way is that they neglect this because it kind of seems overbearing or like it's going to be this huge undertaking that um, they just feel like they're going to be saddled with a bunch of time. And, and I have found that not to be the case. Right. Well, and I think too, there's a huge emotional aspect involved in money. I really see a lot of similarities. For an example, like when your health and going on a diet, it's almost like people don't get on the scale because they just want to avoid it. And I feel like people almost do the same thing with their tax. They just wait till the end, they submit it and just kind of close their eyes and just cross their fingers. And there's really a better solution, like taking control, really understanding how you're set up, why your CPA is doing what they're doing and being on the other side of it gives you a lot of power and clarity and allows you to use your money as a tool to go do things that you want to do rather than just kind of close your eyes and cross your fingers and hope for the best, you know? Yeah. We call that the ostrich approach, right? When we're talking yeah, to people sure. like a lot of, you'll see that a lot with retirement planning, you know, do you know if you have enough money or different things? And they're like, I don't know. And they just kind of put their head in their sand because if they don't look at it, then they, they don't feel like they're responsible for it. Right. You know, they just kind of out of sight, out of mind. And then if for most people, if you'll spend a little bit of time, one, the time commitment's never what we think it's going to be. I mean, I found that with your, yourself. And when I was working with Nick, the time commitment was never what I thought it was going to be. The, the situation wasn't as dire as I thought it was going to be, but there was like a, a tremendous opportunity to improve it. And so it's just taking that first step, I think, that a lot of people struggle with. Right. I agree. So, okay, let's finish up here. So the last one you mentioned was just not understanding their financial statements, kind of their income statement and their balance sheets and, and what they can be using those for to drive their business. So talk around that a little bit for me. Sure. So I think this goes back really to having clean books. When somebody asked me the question, do I really need bookkeeping? I always tell them, if you are not going to look at your financial statements every month and use them to drive your business, you can probably have somebody just clean it quarterly, yearly. You need to have clean books, but you don't necessarily have to have it monthly. If you're somebody that would benefit from having that look at your revenue streams and all of your different expenses and looking at trends and having clarity and using that to make real-time decisions in your business... You are not only do you need bookkeeping, I guarantee you your business is suffering because you don't have that. Just for an example, if I throw X dollars at these different marketing, how does it impact my revenue over the next 90 days? And having, if you don't have that data to look at, it, it makes it hard to really track your progress. To me, I love seeing my income and my expenses. We love diving into that with our clients and looking at the assets and liabilities on your balance sheet to see. Are the assets that I'm paying this debt service payment on, are they actually driving my business? Does this make sense? What changes do we need to do? What are we going to hit our goals? Having a budget in place, looking at your actual versus your target and saying, hey, our, our goal for last month was X and we didn't hit it. One, let's find out why. Dig into that. See if you can find a reason. Then two, what can we do to make sure that we hit our goal for next month? Stuff like that, to me, 
I mean, I could talk about it all day long because I feel like that's how you grow your business is having that data. I think it's, but again, it goes back to making sure the data is correct. So having a qualified team to do it and then make sure that you actually use it. Because I've had clients, for example, that are a bookkeeping client, we send it monthly and they never look at it. To me, it's a, if you're not going to use it, don't get the service. But I, I feel like if you use it, it really helps you drive your business. And so are you typically looking at, looking at that with a business owner on a monthly basis? We do. So our clients that we do like monthly bookkeeping or CFO, every on the 15th of each month, they get their reporting package and it always has a calendar link for either me or our financial controller. I handle all of the tax side and our controller is fabulous. And she is the ninja that goes into all the operations stuff. And they always have access to us to make a like a monthly call. And sometimes we have some clients that that schedule with us every month. We have some that we don't hear from a lot and we have some that, you know, quarterly it kind of depends everybody's business, what, you know, the ebb and flow is different, but it's, to me, it's extremely insightful. And what would you say, Sarah, is the typical business size that you work with? Probably our average is a client that's between one to 3 million that we're doing kind of their, we're their accounting department. We're doing their monthly stuff, their tax. We kind of act as their CFO slash tax planner. Sometimes we'll do like their payroll or their sales tax if that's involved, things like that. Okay. And then on the C, is that the CPA side too? Businesses that are about one to 3 million? Um, I would say that range is way more broad okay. um, and, and wide there because we do individual tax prep too, but we, we do a lot of businesses as well. Gotcha. So Sarah, if someone wanted to reach out to you, so they just got through tax season, um, we're going to be sending this out to, you know, to a number of our, our clients as well as you know, on all the, the social platforms. But if they wanted to reach out to you, how do they find you and take advantage of that complimentary analysis that you mentioned? Sure. So a couple of different ways, they can go to our website and that's Sarah Jones CPA and it's Sarah with an H. So S-A-R-A-H-J-O-N-E-S-C-P-A.com. Or you can email me at Sarah at Sarah Jones CPA. And on my website, you actually, there's a, a link to my Calendly, but it's calendly.com slash Sarah CPA. Um, if you want to book either an in-person, we're here in Conroe, or you can do a virtual meeting with me as well. Excellent. And, and for y'all listening, you know, I, firsthand experience with using Sarah and her team. And when we look at our outlay over the next five, seven, 10 years, I mean, we're looking at six figures plus in tax savings um, just by spending a few hours understanding the structure, understanding the options that were available to us, and then really having her team and Nick put it in place. It didn't take a whole lot of effort on my part, except just to understand what was going to be happening and how the money was going to be flowing and to make sure that we were comfortable with that and that we were covered. But her team and Nick's team did a great job of putting this all together. So there's a reason I've invited them on the podcast. We have worked with them both directly and they have just been tremendous value to us. And I've already seen to a number of our clients that we've sent to them, they've added tremendous value to. So Sarah, thank you so much for jumping on here with us today. Absolutely. Happy to help. And if anyone is trying to reach uh, me, they can find me at Keith at steadfastws.com. They can give me a call at 832-506-9034. I'd be happy to share my personal experience with working with Sarah and her team or as well as Nick and, and getting you guys connected with them. I hope everyone got through tax season unscathed and is ready for a nice, fun, hot summer. Thank you for listening to My Two Cents with Keith Beggs. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. All securities discussed are offered and provided through Steadfast Financial Planning, LLC. 
The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Steadfast Wealth Strategies. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor and or qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.